It's good to have you back, my friend. This meeting is being recorded. G'day, everybody. It's time for the Proudo and Redders NDCA podcast, and it's a welcome back to the guru, the great man himself, Dan Proudman. Hello, champion. Hello, Redders. Thanks for having me back. I do apologise for my uh, my aloofness. Um, the last, it's been a little bit busy the last few weeks, but and there's been a bit on. But anyway. Absolutely, especially in your line of work. And I can see, I can just see now on the Zoom, ladies and gentlemen, what Dan Proudman has, has had for tea. <laughs> I can see it in the background of his video shot there. I think you might have been to the Colonel. Um, okay, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, time to, time to talk NDCA and a bit of summer bash. Okay, first of all, Merrill with a eight for 247, defeated West 82 and 1 for 38. Some interesting stories to talk from this game. We'll talk to Dan about it in a minute. Charlestown, eight for 308, defeated Waratah, 124 all out. As you know, City and Uni were over in week one, which has caused a lot of controversy and a lot of discussion amongst Newcastle cricket, the cricket fraternity. Hamwick's and Stockton. Stockton ended up 153 and replied to Hamwick's 106. And Hamwick's batted almost the entire day, nine for 100, and prevented an outright, which was um, terrific for what was by them to guts it out. Uh, particularly good performance from Cardiff, 199, defeating Belmont, 115 all out. They had a, a man who was DNB. And then, in an, uh, to quote Dan Powden, an extraordinary game of cricket. Toronto, 271 all out. Walls End got them eight down, eight for 275. We'll go to that game last. Dan, first of all, um, in speaking to you, you said that you, you and Michael Hogan both felt that with the slow outfield that that 247 was close enough to 300 performance. But I don't think anybody expected any West to get skittled for 82 in their first innings. Just a terrific performance from the Weathers at Harker. Talk us through it. Yeah, they just they bowled very well, David. They bowled stump to stump. Um, they, um, Sam O'Sullivan bowled without luck, as he's done all year, except that game against Toronto, I think. He started off with about six maidens, I think, um, which is quite something when you've got Hogan bowling the other end. And um, they just slowly ground them down. Um, Obviously, West not West's uh, best performance, but um, yeah, they just they didn't really push much. There was no uh, obviously no Joe that was over in New Zealand playing for the Australian over forties. Um, so Thorpe and uh, and Shaky opened the batting and um, sort of just hung around for as long as they could, I suppose. And but no, no one got going. Um, Lancaster, the Pong got twenty three off seventy two, and. Um, the only one that sort of looked like he was going to do something was James King when he came on. Um, he had a six over the top of, I'm just trying to think who it was now, but uh, he had a six straight towards Fort Oval and looked like they were going to at least attempt to try to chase down the 250, but he fell shortly after. And, and all of a sudden, after 44 overs, they were all out for 82. And Josh Geary thought, well, we've only got a couple of weeks left. We're not going to make the semis. Well, we may we'll have another bowl. He then had to very quickly find another pill, to be fair, because I don't think he expected to bowl twice against Wes. Um, was able to do that. And then Wes did what they had to do. They just batted out the day. So it ended up being 120 runs for the day, 11 for 120 of 89 overs. There were 461 dot balls, David, 461 of them. That's, yeah, well, when you when we're talking to Hamwicks and Stockton, there weren't that many, but there'll be a lot. But that's quite amazing. As Dan said, Andrew Shakespeare, 13 out of 114 rocks in the second yeah. innings, and the Pom Rob Lancaster, 19 of 134. Um, Look, they did what they had to do. There's no criticism of them, David, at all. They did exactly what they had to do. Um, I think there was probably a few raised eyebrows, to be fair, when Josh Geary decided to said to 
to Brad Alice actually have going to have another bat. Um, and look, I understand why he did that now and I have a look at the point score because if they happen to jag the 10 points against West and they and they jag 10 points in this game against Belmont and City happened to get rolled, um, then they were a, a tiny sniff. So, you know, that mathematically possible, which never occurs, David, was um, something they were looking at. And in doing this with you for a while, the mathematical possibles almost, almost never get in. The one time it did was when the weather's produced a reverse outright against Belmont a couple of seasons ago and got into the finals. And then, of course, Noah and his arc were, drove straight down uh, the Mitchell Street and it was all, it was all over. So. <laughs> true. Um, true. Now, talk, talk us through. Um, Cuddles, obviously, a great game from Cuddles, 50 and 3 for, and yep. well, beautifully in the middle order. Now, Michael Hogan getting something back towards play at, at full, full, full speed or still controlling himself, bowling at a three-quarter clip? Oh, no, I think he's going sharper. Um, he, he had a couple of overs which were very handy and, you know, obviously enjoys Harker, the, the bounce of Harker as well. Um, look, oh, I think he's, he's... I haven't spoken to him about it, but I reckon he'd be 85 to 90% now. Um yeah, and he's he's feeling good, and and they came out extremely well. Um, so you know he's he got another few. I think he's got sixteen wickets in the three games he's played for us at six. So um, he's made a difference, David. <laughs> and it goes to show that that performance of Stockton's in, in bowling Merriweather out, despite the fact that Michael Hogan was bowling beautifully, it was not a bad win in the context of taking sixteen wickets at sixes. What? To be honest, you would expect from a player of his quality and his skill and his commitment, but you still got to go and do it. So great performance there from the Weathers. That's just an excellent performance. I'd go as far as saying that's the best performance Merriweather has produced all year. Yeah, I would. I think that, that that wouldn't be wrong. I mean, we had we had West in strife in the in the one day as too. We had West twice, um, so we probably should have beaten them twice this year. We had them five for fifty before Aaron Bills came in and pongoed everyone outside of Merriweather. He put a couple of people on Merriweather Beach at one stage, I think. And, um, no, you, were, you were telling me one or two of the sixes. I think you were telling me one of the sixes went over the stand, didn't it? One went over the stand and one went up towards up Merriweather Street, up towards the, the, the bottle shop. It went that far up, it came back with a six-pack for me. That's how far up it went. So, <laughs> Oh, dear. Very, very good. So, one of your um, best. Yeah, so we, we, Merriweather should have possibly beaten West twice. Um, the only game that really, when you look at it, it's going to be one of those years, and I know all the clubs are going to say, and I won't talk about Murray with it too much, but what I will say is you lose more and O'Neill. You just miss out on, you know, by 10 runs in a semi-final last year. Um, they're going to look at a few of their results and go, you know, if two of those go our way, when probably four of them could, then they're in the four and they're with a sniff. And at the end of it, they're going to be done in a fortnight. So, um, you know, just not good enough from them when... When they look back at it, they're going to be extremely disappointed. And that would be knowing Merriweather's culture as I do from, from afar. I'm sure that's exactly what they'll think. Very good performance from Charlestown, knocking over Waratah for 124 and 60 overs. Um, top score, Kyle Faber, who's been very consistent this year for him. He made 28. Superb performances with the ball. Daniel Bailey, four for 29 off 17.3. He's just got better as this season's gone along, to be honest. Played in the country final, played against ACT and Monica and consistently takes wickets. Chile, three for 32 off 18. He'll be very pleased to get a mention. He doesn't mind a mention, um, uh, Prado, love, love, listens to the podcast. Yeah, and Daniel Standing Hill has always well been consistent for Charlestown, two for 30. Just a, a, a competent, 
thorough performance from Charlestown, and they will also wonder where, where their season's gone, Dan, I reckon. Yeah, I think so. I think they'll be disappointed. I, I, I chose how bad a judge I was. I think I said at the start of the year, I thought they might have been the comp. So that's a that's a good ongoing. Um, yeah, but yeah, a, a solid performance from them. Something that they would have expected, to be fair, especially after that very solid first week. Waratah just, you know, I mean, they're probably going to go through the year without a win, aren't they? And, you know, that happened a couple of years ago with Cardiff, but it hasn't happened very often lately. So um, um, in saying that, Cole Faber's been, you know, fantastic for them. I think he's in the, maybe in the top 20 run scorers or 25 run scorers for the comp, yep. which is great. But when you've got a team that hasn't actually won a game, him and uh, him and Josh McTaggart are both up there with the runs. So, um, you know, that's, that's one tiny little light in a fairly dark night for Waratah Mayfield at the moment. Unfortunately, yes. Hamwicks and Stocker. Stocker um, had to get 20-odd, 20 runs to get past Hamwicks in the first things they did. They ended up 153, chasing 106. Jeff Kinnan in 60, Sam Jenkins in 22. But Matthew Labar and Paul Rogers, Paul Rogers, of course, who uh, shares a name with a very, very, very good English rock singer, ended up with four for Paul Rogers, four for 36 off nine. Matthew Labar, three for 32 off 7.1. So Hamwick's Dan went out and batted in the second innings. And young Selman Hassan and Joey Hart basically staved off an outright. Joey Hart's 86 rocks for 16. Selman Hassan, 18 of 135 rocks before he was strangled down the leg side. Um, and Ben Borkham, 16 off 52. So they ended up nine for 100. And Stockton were in the game really until the last six or seven overs because the run chase would not have been very large. Um, Dylan Robertson, very, very good getting back to something like his best form. Four for 34 off 27 off off flat deck. Ed Williams, two for 10. Nathan Hudson, two for 18. Dan, Ben Borkham told me that the wicket was very damp on Friday morning. You wouldn't have known it on Saturday. It was just, it had dried out unbelievably well and it was flat. And I've got to give credit to Selman Hassan and Joey Hart. They just batted and batted and batted. No matter what Stockow tried, they just kept on dead batting things. And you've got to give them credit for doing what West did. Um, and trust me, they were under the pump. They, you know, four for 74, three for 39. And they stuck at their task and prevented an outright. And in the, with the latter, the way it is, that's a very important performance by Hamwicks. Well, that's 73 overs out of the bat, wasn't it? So that's a lot of overs. That's a lot of overs to bat when there's nothing left in the season for you. And you're under the pump and you're 50 behind against the Premiers. So, you know, hats off to, to Hamwicks. Like you said, like, Five overs to go. Stockton are still in the game. Really, they needed. They could have needed fifty off five. Really, so um, fantastic performance by by Hamwich and Stockton. They're just they're just sort of flickering about there at the moment. Like we'll go through the the the, the point score a little bit later on with the with the um the, the final round. But um, yeah, that's a big win from them. Ten points would have been enormous for them when you look at what happened um, with where we're beating West um, and. We'll talk about the Wolves' end fixture this week too. Um, that extra four points would have been huge for Stockton. But, um, yeah, well done, Hamwicks. Um, 73 overs is a hell of a lot of time to bat when you've got nothing to really play for except for your pride. Absolutely. This game was Belmont and Cardiff, and one bloke in particular has just had the season of his life. And, in fact, I reckon he'll be the top in the top five or six in the, in the Herald Player of the Year at the end of the season. Cardiff made 199 last week, and... Belmont all out 115. Um, they were nine down. They had one DNB. And uh, no one made more than 19. Joey Gillard top score. 
quite a few players made double figures. But Dan, the highlight, once again, Daniel Williams, 20.5 overs, nine maidens, six for 23. Just a superb performance from a bloke in great form. He's one of the form players in all of Newcastle at the moment. Yeah, he's just come along in leaps and bounds this year. We, I think everyone who knew anything about him knew that he had the potential to do what he's doing, and now he's doing it. And, you know, we saw it in that Newcastle game against the ACT a couple of weeks ago. He's now taken 26 wickets in first grade this year at 15. He's only got Cal Gabriel and Tom O'Neill in front of him for wickets taken for the year. Um, and he's been really, him and um, young Joe Molino have been really the catalyst, for, you know, as, obviously as well as the usuals like your backsheets to do one. That have really kicked Carter for long into you know it's now five in a row they haven't lost since, lost since before Christmas, fantastic effort from them, um, yeah Dan Williams a star Molino a star as well and um, geez they're looking they're just, they're just looking good they'd be ruining those three games at the start of the year David where they scored over two hundred, gee uh-huh. if they win them they're playing in the finals, absolutely, um, absolutely um, and we'll talk about the latter in a minute but. It's not it's not often you skate through two hundred three times in a row in, in forty over cricket and get and get results. So yeah. uh, well done to Cardiff. And as Dan said, they haven't been beaten for a couple of months now. They've just been in great form. The next challenge for them is to go and uh, improve their um, ability to play in the short form game, uh, in particular yeah. in the two twenties. But that will come. That will come with experience. I reckon they're a bit like South in the footy, Dave. Like in the twenty years, I've been sort of knocking around Newcastle cricket. You know, Newcastle cricket's healthy when Cardiff are going well. They're a bit like Stouts in the NRL. And so when Cardiff are going well, the comp's going well. So it's just fantastic to see them going well. Yeah, with the major exception that Cardiff people have got all their teeth in their marbles. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that with you. Well, Solomon Morse. Solomon Morse started at Cardiff. Cardiff and South. You have a, you put, make an analogy with South to a Roosters fan who despises Cardinal the Myrtle. Goodness me. And in this final game, but you're right, when Cardiff are going well, it's a very good point you make, to be fair. This last game must have been a sensational game to watch. Absolutely sensational. Um, Toronto made 271 in week one. And Wall's End, after being in a lot of trouble, will go to the wickets four, and no, they don't have them, unfortunately. I reckon that was something like seven for 200. Got them eight down, eight for 275. Yeah. Nathan Price, 96. Mont not set 27. Cal Gabriel, who I'm sure will be in the top five of the Herald play. You may be in the top three, 60. Bert Ryan, 48, knocked down the bottom of the order. And Jacob Page got him right to the end, 27. And his brother Lachlan was there at the end. That is an amazing performance from Wall's End. Matthew Somerville, 26.1 overs, three for 75. Connell Upton, two for 47. And uh, the player that's got a lot of runs and wickets this year all over Australia, Phil in. Uh, two two for fifty four, but Dan, what a game of cricket! It just ebbed and flowed. We're all trying to keep up with the Toronto Facebook page because the game wasn't being live scored, unfortunately. <laughs> but which I did, mean, I got all of my form. I was texting Fiona Somerville and all these other people, and you and I end up getting some scores throughout the day, and they're updating on Facebook. But what a superb game of cricket! And as it turns out, a huge win, and I do mean huge for Wall's End with the way the rest of the um, competition went on Saturday? Oh, uh, like you said, huge. Um, seven for 210, I think you sent me at one stage. So if I remember rightly, so... That's about right. Seven from 210. So, yeah. Um, especially when you look at how West was struggling against Merriweather and 
Stockton looked like they were going to get ten points against Hamwicks. Like at one yep. stage on Saturday, Stockton are back in front, back in in the lead in the comp, you know. Um, so a massive win from them, a huge win from them in the in the scheme of that one and two. And obviously we know who they've got this week. Um, and and like you said, um, Cal Gabriel, um, him and Dan Williams are the two fines this year, aren't they? The comp. I don't think there's any doubt those two are the two big fines. Um, um, Cal's leading wicket taker with 30 wickets at 15.8 for the comp. And I think, yeah, he's 15th in the batting with 291 runs in first grade in all forms. So that's an outstanding season. When, when you think of that, that, that calibre of team that they've got, well, you've, you've actually got to wait for Nathan Price and Jake Montgomery to get out before you get a bat. And you're still getting 291 runs. And you've got... Uh, Pat McGann and the Page brothers who are taking wickets off you as well and you're still taking 30 wickets for the, for the season. Enormous effort from, from Cal um, and a huge effort from, from Moore's End, um, which really sets them up now um, for a real run into March. Uh, exactly. And we'll, t- we'll tell you why. Um, here is the ladder, ladies and gentlemen, leading into the last round. Walls End are now on top on 63. West's on 60. Stockton, 59. And City on 52. That means that the final four, in whichever order you like, is set. Okay, it's done. No one can knock them out. Merriweather 39, Carter, Uni 39, Carter 38. Then uh, Charlestown 34, Belmont 29, Hamilton Wickham 28, Toronto 14, and Waratah Mayfield on naught. Um, 14, I'm sorry, with no wins. Sorry to, uh, to the boys. So if the final, if just say all four of those top sides win this weekend, then it will be Walls End hosting City at George Farley Oval, Dan. The mail I've got is that Walls End will exercise their option and play at home, which would leave Western Stockton playing at Newcastle number one in the second semi. That's the way it looks at the moment. We'll run through. That's the ladder. We'll run through the games. It's Hamwicks and Toronto in a game that has no bearing on the four. Merriweather and Belmont, same. The next one does, however, Uni hosting West at Bernie Carran Oval. As does the next game. Walls End get to play the last game of the season at home without Pat McGann, of course, who's injured. They play Waratah. Stockton's got an interesting figure against Charlestown. And Cardiff's got Newcastle City. Dan, can you see anybody out of those four? And I reckon there's maybe, there's a couple of them. Do you think anyone can get 20 wickets and 10 points in the top four? Oh, I think Walls End can get 20 wickets against Waratah. I think that's a... I think that, that can definitely happen. Um, I, I really can't see um, Stockton getting twenty at uh, at Cahaba. Agreed. That, that that would be that would be extremely difficult. Um, and uh, Western Uni, well, you know, that's the, who knows which uni is going to turn up. You know, which oh, uni? That's that's the whole point. You just don't know. So. Um, yeah, um, when you look at the at the City Uni game last week, you would you would say yes, Wests are a chance. Um, uh, it depends on what they want to do as well. Um, and look, I, I just don't know with City. I really don't. And Cardiff, um, you know, it'd be it'd be massive odds for Cardiff to take twenty wickets against City. I'm not suggesting that. What I'm suggesting is. I just don't know where the city are going to take 20 wickets against Cardiff. And I don't know how far city are going to go after that either. Um, but, you know, they're 
congratulations on them getting in the floor. It's a massive effort. They've been knocking on the door the last couple of years. They were that they were bundled out. I think they were in the floor the whole year last year, and they were bundled out in the last round. Um, yeah, their season went downhill when Aiden Cahill went to um, the West End. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So, um, so it's it's brilliant for them to get into the four. Um, so, congratulations! That, that it, it's been a really stellar year for them. Um, I still don't know the the situation with how the English um, are, whether they're playing or whether they're not. Um, so, the, yeah. um, we're about to talk summer bash. My understanding is that Ollie Carter is definitely playing the summer bash on Sunday but I'm not so sure he's playing the two-day game over two separate Saturdays. I think he may be going home sometime next week. Well, look, he's, if he is, that, that's an enormous loss for them. I mean, he's he's scored 500 runs for the season in first grade. He scored 800 runs over, you know, with the with, with overall formats. Um, he's an enormous loss for them. Um, yep. I think he's averaging 55 or something. And I think their next best, I think um, Rory Callens and, and Ben Patterson are maybe the only other two that have scored over 200 runs in first grade. Um, Harrison so Alones would be close. He would be close. I think he's got about 260 on all formats, but I think that includes some rep stuff and some 21s maybe. But, um, Righto. But yeah, anyway, um, as we all know, um, if you're in, you're in and you're a sniff. You know, you look at Hamwicks last year. No one thought Hamwicks would beat West last year. And you know, they, and they did. So um, um, anyway, we'll talk about the semis when they come. But all I'm saying is that City are really the outsider in that four. I, I would, I, I don't think that's rocket science to suggest that. Particularly if they've got to play George Farley Oval. Hundred um, percent. Uh, yeah. Interestingly, Dan, before we go to the summer bash, if you look at previous seasons, there's only been three outright wins all season in NDCA first grade. Now, yes, there's been a bit of weather around, but that sort of shows that the comp- that there's teams batting lots of overs and teams are standing up and there's not so many you would call easy games anymore. In previous years, some teams have got two or three in a season. Yeah. Yeah, I think the weather's had a little bit to do with it. Um, in saying that, I reckon the decks have been very good too, especially since after Christmas. Yep. Um, which obviously assists greatly as well. Um, but, yeah, maybe the calibre of it's the same. And I think there's probably been a couple of opportunities where teams could have taken 10 who don't now. And, and that's a reason for, you know, some of them just like to have time off and, and not push their, their, their players too much and make sure that they're, you know, what's the word those that rested properly and all that sort of stuff. Um, so You were going to say yeah. another word there. I was going to say a few other words. But, yes, yeah, so I don't know, mate. Like, who would know why there hasn't been? Um, I know, you know, Moo were, were a significant in two in two weeks, you know, um, and they didn't look like getting one all year. Um, and, yeah, it could well have been six or seven like there has been in other years, Dave. It's just been one of those things. You look at the Stockton Hamwicks game on the weekend, look at Merriweather and West, you look at um, City and Uni as well. It could have been three on the weekend if City and Uni decided to play on. So, Absolutely. On to the Summer Bash finals this weekend. Um, it's semi, semi, then final. So the 10 o'clock semi um, is 2v3. Hamwicks versus the Pumas versus the Sabres. At half past one, it's the Rosellas and the Magpies. And the finals at five o'clock, everybody. Those games will be live streamed and commentated. The finals last weekend, the quarters. The Sabres, five for one, two, six defeated uni, six for one, two, three. 
The Magpies, 117, Stockton all out, 91. The Rosellas, 95 for two after being at 50 after three overs, defeated the Rebels, eight for 92. And the Pumas, two for 116 on the back of a very, very good and clever run chase, particularly with Reese Hanlon anchoring that. Um, over the Tigers, four for 112. Going to be some great cricket on Sunday, Dan. It'll be very explosive. What um, I think a couple of players who are in this are playing in the Point of and Gray final in Sydney, and one or two marquees may not be available for these games. And the one that comes to mind the most is Angus McTaggart. I'm pretty confident that Gussie's playing in the PG's final this Sunday. Well, I think someone was saying, wasn't it, the McDonald's in the New South Wales squad? So he, he, he won't be playing for weeks. McDonald's up, McDonald's up 12th man. McDonald's got down in a place that you might know a bit about, Dan. Proudman, he's playing at Lavie at the moment. Why would he pick Lavington over number one sports ground? Is it number one on Sunday? It is number one on Sunday. Well, oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I've just <laughs> recorded the Suburban Districts pub, uh, podcast and the guys are saying the same thing. Redders, do you think he'll choose the Newcastle, uh, City of Newcastle, Summer Bash over the Sheffield Shield? And I said, perhaps not. But um, yeah, well, I think the Blues got rolled for two hundred at Lamington today, so um, maybe he could he, maybe he could still pop up here for it. If you get a chance to go and watch sport at Lamington, everybody, it's a great setup at Lamington. It's a superb place, really, really is. Dan, that's about all I've got for the moment. Do you have any little quirky stuff that you'd like to talk us through? Um, anything that you've picked up in your um, assiduous research, sir? Well, the only thing I would bring up, and I know we were going to talk about it, and we haven't, but. Um, is the uh, is Tuesday at North Sydney Oval, um, and well, the squad that's going down, yep, to the regional Big Bash finals on Tuesday, which I'll, I'll let you allude to in a second. But my question is this, and you can read the, the Newcastle Blasters squad out. There's 13 players and let them get to bat. I know Josh Josh Bennett won't get to bat. I'd like to know who the <laughs> other bloke is that won't bat. Everyone else is averaging about 40 this year. There's going to be a bloke who's not getting a bat, he'll be 12th, who would have scored multiple first-grade hundreds in Newcastle. Let's run through the side, and you'll understand what um, Dan Proudman's talking about. The Newcastle Blasters, who play the Border Bullets from the Aubrey region at 10. The 2 o'clock game is the Central West Wranglers and the Coffs Harbour. Maybe it's up past one, but certainly in and around that area is Coffs and the Central West Wranglers, and then the finals at 6 maybe 5, 5.30, but it's around about those time zones. I can check that out for you a minute, actually, if I go on to play HQ in a minute. The side is Nick Foster, captain, Ben Balcom, keeper, Josh Bennett, Aaron Bills, Josh Claridge, Callum Gabriel, Nathan Hudson, Angus McTaggart, Jacob Montgomery, Nathan Price, Dylan Robertson, Logan Weston, and Aaron Wibble. And uh, Burles is the coach. And, um, yeah, uh, Kath Pink will be doing some scoring first. Um that's a very good point. Who bats? Who bats number thirteen in that side? Benno, Benno will be not very happy that we're but showing he will. up. Sorry, but he will. He has to be thirteen. He has oh. to. Be. Who else is there? There's not. Um, to be to be honest with you, I, I, I generally don't know. <laughs> well, it's not going to be. It's certainly not going to be Dylan Robertson. Um, I don't think it'd be Aaron Bills. I reckon the skippers are sniffing not having a bat. And he's batting three for the Premiers. And bats at seven for his state. And I don't think he'll get a bat. So what I'm that saying is, a- is that they, they could be nine down and you, you might have someone who scored four, 300 runs in Newcastle this year, you might be batting 11. 
Uh, absolutely. Uh, 100% right. That's exactly what the, the, the scenario is exactly that, is that you could have the situation that Nick Fostum um, may not actually bat. So just those runner through from the times, I've got the uh, play HQ up. So this is official. Newcastle on border, that's a 10 at North Sydney Oval. All games on Bar TV, everybody, these games will be broadcast. Um, Central Western Coffs at two, and then the finals at up bar six. Um, two, four very good sides. You know what's going to make a big part of this is the deck. If it's a turner and it's a little bit slow, Coffs, because they've got some guys, you've seen them, Dan, in the North Coastal uh, rep setup, who bowl Dibley Doblers. And if the wickets got just a little bit, that will help them. I think it'll also help Central West. If it's a really good, hard, a good flat deck, I think Border and Newcastle come into it. Border's got some really good quicks. A couple of guys that play for New South Wales Country, Ryan Brown and Jared Hatton. Another fellow called Dave Tassel is a good player. And of course, this that's a very strong Newcastle Blasters side. That's really, really strong. Especially yeah, when I'm you not... when sorry, go on. When you add when you've got Cal and Gussie and Nathan. Holy cow. Plus the other. That's a very strong side. Nick Foster's got all sorts of weaponry at his fingertips. Oh, absolutely. And obviously, I'm only joking about the batting lineup. If you've got that many that, that many good blokes you can hold a stick in the side, you, no one's going to take 10 wickets against them, you would have thought, touching wood. Um, yeah. T20 cricket's really interesting for that. All of a sudden. That's you right. know, you, and as I said, it, it's a big test first up. Do not... If, when, if you're watching everybody, this is a very deep and good border side. I think that that semi is a cracking game of cricket. I think it's slightly the stronger of the two semis. Um, of course, for Central West, Nick Bros, New South Wales country player, and Blake Dean are both playing for Central West because they come from Bathurst. So um, they've gone back home. The Coffs, Harbour, the Coffs side, they just play relentless, disciplined cricket. And as I said, if the wicket's just got a little bit, if it's a bit slow, you watch those Coffs Harbour bowlers. They can bowl lots of dots and they get the ball to swing around a bit and uh, be a very interesting day's cricket. And again, that's on Bar TV. It'll be live streamed. Um, you just go and check where... I'm sure you'll find a place. Just go and check Country Cricket or check Bar TV. You'll find it and enjoy some cricket. And uh, with, I'll be there on the with, day. I'm looking forward to it. Make sure Make sure the Bar TV with the dulcet tones of 1D Redden calling the game for fixtures too, if you don't mind. So make sure you've got it on your laptop at work or... Got it on your got it on your phone or got it somewhere because you'll, you'll you'll be able to listen to the great Redders all afternoon. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be turning it down when I'm on. Dan, thank you so much for your time. Um, look forward to catching you very shortly. And um, yeah, massive, massive the four, four, massive four days of cricket Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, yeah. really uh, huge. Enjoy enjoy cricket this weekend. Enjoy the summer bash, everybody. Prado, thank you so much for your time. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Redders. Cheers, mate. On behalf of Dan, this is Redders. You all take care. Enjoy your cricket. Enjoy Saturday, Sunday. Bye-bye.